It's the heart of wintertime. We're enjoying the wood stove and being burrowed in at night. And I guess, according to the rhythm of farming, we're thinking about spring and seeds and seed starting. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, beginners learning subsistence farming using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it, and we don't make allness statements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of January 19th, 2012. Um, you're right about seeds. We are um, heavily into seed catalogs and, and actually beyond seed catalogs, I've placed my orders for pretty much all the seed that I think I'll need this year, um, or I've saved the seed. Yeah, let's first talk about the, st- the seed that you managed to save from last season. That's exciting to it me. It is exciting because I think last the, over the last couple of years, the most I've saved maybe a couple of pumpkin seeds or, you know, I mean, the seeds from a couple of pumpkins, um, seeds from a cantaloupe here and there that have been good. Um, that's pretty much been it. But this year, uh, let me tell you this, the seeds that I saved from this past year that we'll plan to, to at least try in the garden next year. Cantaloupe, lima beans, spaghetti squash, butternut squash, <clears throat> blue lake beans, Kentucky Wonder Beans, Rattlesnake Beans, and the Watermelon Seeds from that... I'm calling it volunteer. Yes, I'm calling yeah. it a super volunteer because yeah. it was no ordinary volunteer. It tasted wonderful. Well, that's great, and we hope to um, have even more seed that we're able to save this year to use next year, but right. um, we're just delighted to have that many uh, varieties that we'll be able to, st- to start from our own seed. And we know some of them will fail, but we'll learn in the process. That's right. so. And I, I feel like I'm a bit of a wuss because I didn't want to try fiddling with any of those really small seeds like a tomato or a pepper or cu- even yeah, a cucumber. I, I sort of feel like you're a little bit of a wuss too, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to overlook it. Thank you. But, um, you know, it's been, it's, and I would have saved some of that delicious edamame seed, except I just didn't get out there quite in time to oh, get it. So okay. it was pretty much well, you know, in past fairness the point of use. To us, saving seed was really not top of mind this year. No, it was You know, wasn't. it was an afterthought. It was like, and you you were the one who thought of it. You know, you'd say, oh, I think I might try to save the seed from that. And it was sort of like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but maybe this beginning this year, we will be more focused on, okay, now we need to save this seed. What's the right, you know, which which of these fruits do we need to pull for seed and yeah. not eat and so forth? Or so. you can eat the fruit. You just have to save the seed. I mean, you know, just it's Right, not... but there are some that... Because you're saving the seed, you don't eat the Well, fruit, exactly, so. like okra. And right. and that's another one that I kind of messed up on because I let it get too, um, it got cold before the okra that was left on the vine had a chance to split open the way it's supposed to mm-hmm. and basically just, you know, destroyed the fruit. But I probably should have had a few pods that here and there that I just let go to maturity Uh, split open and save that seed. Didn't do it, so I've learned my lesson. That's right, and we'll do that better next year. Well, let's talk a little bit about how you saved the seed. Okay. Um, It really wasn't too hard, especially on 
these squashes and, you know, cantaloupe and watermelon, because then you're opening up the plant, you're, you know, getting ready to prepare to eat the interior, you're not going to eat the seeds, so you pull those out, rinse them off in a colander or something like, spread them out on a paper towel, let them dry, put them in an envelope, and I put them in a, a bin that I keep in the, in the um, storage room that stays dry, you know, and, and shaded. It's an opaque bin so that there's no sun coming in. Now that, I may find out I'm not doing as much as I should be doing. I've read much more elaborate strategies um, for saving them. I've Certainly a lot of people put their seed in the refrigerator, um, and um, I haven't been doing that just because we don't have a whole lot of room in the refrigerator, but uh, that's a possibility. The, the, the more challenging, or the, I guess the plants that take a little bit more effort to save the seed, although, again, it was not unpleasant, were the beans. I had to go out, you know, wait and let some of the um, lima beans and rattlesnake beans and Kentucky wonder beans shrivel up or get post-mature, you might say, and then they kind of shrivel up on the vine. And when they're nice and dry, you pull those and then just shell them. You know, it's just take the exterior off and you've got your Which seeds. by then is very easy because very the, easy to do. the shell sort yeah. of falls off. Yeah. So those are, the, those are the two main categories of seeds that I've saved. And um, it's not been hard. So like you said, we'll just have to see what happens. And you will plant those just like you would plant the, a, a seed you would buy. Yes, and I will label it carefully. That's something we'll talk about later today is the need to keep those plants separate from others so that I'll know exactly what plants are doing well okay. and how they're, how they're doing. And, and we are going to cover that in some detail, so we'll yeah. um, hold yeah. that for the time being. Well, let's talk about the seed that we are buying okay. in addition to the seed we're saving. Yeah, and actually I have most of it in hand already, and it's all been ordered, but... Uh, I ordered some more um, edamame, same kind that we had last year. That worked worked out really well. Some snap beans, some uh, lima beans, shelling peas, snow peas, um, rutabaga, beets, um, corn, both sweet and um, field corn, and um, some eggplant, peppers, both hot and bell, different varieties of tomatoes, cucumbers, uh, winter squash as well as summer squash. I didn't order zucchini this year because I didn't um, know of a variety that was supposed to be as resistant as possible to squash bugs and vine borers. But I um, I found a variety that's supposed to be a little bit of a substitute for zucchini that uh, might work. And it's I'm not even sure I'm pronouncing that trombocino i guess i don't know anyway Hmm. i'll let you know okay um and then uh, a couple of different types of watermelon some more arugula that does really well for me i know you're excited about that i am i'm Um, so excited about (laughs) arugula uh, a couple of different varieties of okra and um some cantaloupe and some bean more beans uh purple hull peas black eye peas some oh some stevia i haven't had much luck with starting stevia from uh, starting herbs from seed but it's so important to us to be able to to have stevia that i'm going to try it again and it will need to be started in indoor as a you know indoors with seed starting not putting it in the ground because i have had miserable luck trying to put any kind of herb seeds in the ground 
up. So I've got that coming. I've got um, some, uh, well, I mentioned field corn and some bell pepper. Some, How about banana pepper? I buy those because I've had buy such... Buy the plants. Yes, I okay. buy the transplants of those because they've been prolific, wonderful tasting. I can always find them at the Auburn plant sale, and I assure you I will be going to the Auburn plant sale again this year. Um, so something that I've had success buying, I probably just don't feel okay. the need to buy. Um, I've tr- I'm also um, getting a couple of different types of sugar snaps uh, to put out. Yeah, peas put out early and another variety of parsnip. I've had uh, failed attempts at parsnips two years in a row. I'm getting a third variety called turga. We'll see if that does any, and, and does any different. And then finally, some turnips. Um, I know you're not a huge fan of turnips, but we think maybe one of the reasons has been the way they're cooked or, you know, when they're frozen, they're not good. Right. And and I have learned that things that I think I don't care for when we grow them and we pick them fresh from the garden and bring them in here and prepare them, I like them. And I'm the same way about beets. I don't like those and certainly don't like canned beets. Those are awful. But... um, and my mother likes beets, so if, if you know, I can always give her the beets, and I'll I'll harvest the greens, which is sort of like chard, which I do like. But I'm going to give it another shot. I've got two different kinds of beets coming, and we'll just see if I can't prepare them to my liking. Because as you said, sometimes when it's uh, something that you grow fresh, it actually tastes much better. What is one of the things that is interesting to me about your seed shopping this year is that uh, particularly when it comes to okra and perhaps tomatoes, I hear you using less of a scattershot approach. You're sort of focusing in. You've learned what varieties do well for us here at Longleaf Breeze. Yeah. And you're not feeling the need to use five different varieties. Maybe you're down to two yeah, or something. I am down to two on okra, and that's Clemson Spineless and Cajun Jewel. And the reason is the Clemson Spineless is prolific. It does great. It stays tender. Um, it does get very tall. The uh, Cajun Jewel doesn't get as tall, and it's prolific too. It's good. So, um, and, and last year when I, everything got to be 14 feet tall and I couldn't reach it anymore, um, and it just got to be a hassle and all of that, I was glad to have that good old Cajun jewel sitting there at eye level. <laughs> it was sort of refreshing. Okay, well, this year we'll do a better job with the Clemson Spineless. What we'll plan to do is uh, long about the middle of July, we'll uh, prune the okra, force it to get back closer to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And we think that will um, help us keep it more mm-hmm. con- under control. At least by August, sometime in August it needs right. to be done. So. Now, you mentioned tomatoes. I won't say that I'm scattershot or not. I am still trying out some varieties of tomatoes that I've not grown before, partly on the basis of recommendations from the tomato workshop that we attended last year in Tuskegee. Okay. Danny Carroll... Uh, gave us some recommendations, and I wrote those down, and I'm ordering a few of those, which I didn't have last year, and I'm eliminating some, yes, that I did not, uh, that did not do well for us last year. So um, the Valencia, at least, again, because I didn't label very well, what I thought were the Valencia, I thought didn't, they were small, they didn't seem to be as sweet as some of the others, 
uh, the Cherokee purple were wonderful, and what I believed to be the Illini gold were wonderful, and they and they produced really well in the fall. Um, couldn't find any Illini gold seed this year, so I ordered a couple of other another yellow variety just to see if it how it does. Um, so I'm still experimenting with tomatoes. Shoot me for that. I'm also as as far as the peppers, I'm planting additional varieties of hot peppers this year. Not because I like hot peppers in and of themselves, but they're good in stews and soups and for seasoning. Uh, it, you know, for me and for you, I think it has to be diluted heavily. Well, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, I think that what may be happening is that in my old age, I'm becoming less of a wuss when it comes to hot peppers. Oh, good. Well, I hope that's true. I know that the last several times we've put hot peppers in some kind of food, I have not been at all taken aback. You know, it's been, good. been a, a pleasant addition to it. Well, that's good. And then I also want to try, since we have our food dehydrator, I want to try drying some peppers this year. That'll okay. be something new. And, right. and along with several of these other kinds of, of uh, things that we plant, we'll just try drying them out a little bit. Well, let's talk a little bit about our starting seed because that's something that uh, worked well for the first time for us last year. And I don't know quite how we got into this, but even though you're the veg person, I've sort of become the seed-starting person. Right, right. I mean, certainly, we'll do it together. I don't plan to just delegate that to you. but um, And I will tell you one thing. We, ha we did the soil blocks last year, and I liked that, except this is where it all went crazy. They, the roots of the plants, it's because I did not bump those plants up soon enough. The roots of the plants and the soil blocks all started to grow together, and it just became very difficult to extricate them, so... I think what I would recommend this year is that we start with the small soil blocks and rather quickly bump those up to the larger uh, soil block size. Exactly. And then bump them up t once again, perhaps, to, to a pot. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about how all that gets started. We okay. use these soil blocks. We put them in, in flats and um, then put them on a heat mat to help those seeds germinate. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is we use these plastic domes at first that create a sort of a microclimate that's very, mm. very moist. Yes. And when you first are getting the seeds to germinate, you really don't need light. That's right. For most, and, and even for some varieties, you might not need it at all, but for pretty much for what we're planting, you do it. Yeah, after, once they germinate, yeah. then you bring the light on. Yeah. And in our case, that's three 48-inch fluorescent light fixtures, so six bulbs uh, in line that we have hanging over the um, seed-starting mats and the heat mat. And we've got it rigged up in the shop now so that it's all suspended from the ceiling, and when we get ready to start seed, I'll just let it drop down so that it's ready Good. to get started. Yeah. We've got a little bit of a problem because right now the shop is taken over with all of the home theater stuff for the lodge. So i got to figure out how to manage the home theater equipment and the seed starting equipment in the same shop, but we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out, that's right. And, of course, one thing we learned from the tomato workshop last year is that we, didn't, we weren't bumping our tomatoes up enough times. They weren't. We were convicted. I'm convicted. I, so I put some, you know, in spite of it all, our tomatoes did really well. Do we bump up 
the uh, peppers and eggplant or just are the tomatoes alone? I, you know, I'd be tempted to um, bump the tom- peppers up one more time just because I lost a few peppers that were small early on to uh, insects that I think if they were a little bit more vigorous and larger when I put them out, I wouldn't have that problem. But as I was saying, despite the small size of those tomatoes, they caught up and they did great. They were wonderful producers. Okay. So I, you know, I, I'm not, I might be convicted, but it, it worked out okay. I'm going to skip fairly quickly through the next couple of items on our outline. The fact that you've got onion sets you're going to start. We're going to uh, plant spring peas. Mm-hmm. In February. Um, we, I don't, we probably won't make it for asparagus in the spring, will oh, we? Oh, I hope we do. Yes. Okay. We need some asparagus. Um, and we, uh, we're going to talk a little, we, why don't we save uh, the pumpkins to deal with? Yeah, we'll talk about pumpkins. Podcast. They are in a special category. And talk about this importance that you and I now perceive for keeping better track of where we've planted what variety. Yeah, a lot of it just has to do with what you talked earlier, which is talked about earlier, which is we'd like to save the seed from particular varieties that are doing well, but if we don't know what those varieties are, you know, it's I could I could mislabel it or not really know what I'm working with, and or if it's from some variety that I need to order the seed, I I won't know what I need to order if they're all mixed in together. And that happened, especially with some of the seeds that we germinated ourselves last year. By the time the we tomatoes, put a, tomatoes, they got all mixed in. Some of it you could just tell. Like I was saying, you, you know, you could a Cherokee purple is pretty distinctive. And Illini gold is pretty distinctive. But the cantaloupe? The cantaloupe, yes. We have no idea what cantaloupe did well. We had no idea what watermelon did well. Well, and part of that is because the seeds did not germinate out on Veg Hill for the cantaloupe or the watermelon. And I went back and purchased plants and planted them in the same place. And then some of the seeds did germinate. After I'd done that, <laughs> and so they were all mixed in together, so you're right. But but we need to, in order to know what's doing well, what's adapting here, these are seeds we want to save for the future, we need to know exactly what they are. And that is harder than it seems. I know. Uh, they all merge together, both on the row and in our brains. That's right. So um, it's we we are we have a new commitment to do that. But it's going to require sort of day-to-day commitment to make it happen. It really is, I know. Uh, well, before we run out of time completely, talk a little bit about what's going on with the orchard. We have new plants. Well, we have a lot of trees we've, um, we, we now need to plant. Um, we, we actually have purchased 24 blueberries. Uh, we've got two olives. We've got uh, two peaches, a fig... Uh, blackberry. No, we got about five blackberries. Um, well, I know we talked about a lot of that last week, but right. but the trees have actually arrived now. They're sitting here, right. yeah, ready just, for us to. They're calling to us. Can yes. you hear them right now? As yes. a matter of fact, <laughs> I mean, they're all ready for us to plant, and I just need to get busy planting. Yes. Well, we need to get busy planting. Okay, we need to get busy yes. planting. But we hope to have an update on that for you in the future. And in the meantime, have a wonderful week, and we'll see you later. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. We'd love to hear from you. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. 
send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log, check in with Lee and Amanda, and talk with other listeners. That's longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.